But you can't communicate to them these things, these truths, unless you yourself know them. Excellent point. And so as a believer in Jesus, this is why we must be in the word. Yeah. This is why we must be in fellowship with God, because the devil in our flesh is constantly fighting against the truth. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I am here in Charlotte with Daniel Parks. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Vicki. And I am Vicki. I'm Vicki Kaziorg. I'm the uh, the Sidewalk Training Director nationally, and I'm here at, uh, in Charlotte as part of our Sidewalk Outreach team, and um, been doing it about uh, almost 11 years now. Yeah. Daniel's been doing this even longer than I have. Yeah, a little and bit since tell 2005. Tell us about what you do. Yeah, so I oversee all of our efforts as Love Life from the Rockies West and uh, am blessed to serve in that capacity, what we call the West Coast Regional Shepherd. Which is igniting. It's just amazing what's happening on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah there's some pretty amazing things happening. Yeah. There's a lot of growth there, a lot of good people doing yeah. um, doing the work of the ministry there at the abortion centers in the state of California and Washington yeah. State. Not where you would and, expect. Yeah, in Love uh, Life, Colorado, uh, in New Mexico. Right. It's like, it's pretty amazing it what is. the Lord it's is awesome. doing, and I get to be a part of it. Yeah. I also oversee our uh, sidewalk ministry nationally, so uh, we, Vicki and I regularly meet and talk about how we can improve the sidewalk ministry, and as part of that ministry, part of that improvement, uh, we do these podcast episodes, so we would hope that you guys would share these. If you're listening and you're not a part of Love Life, that's fine. Share these with people who um, who you know who would be encouraged by them. And if you're a part of Love Life, make sure your team, encourage your team to be listening to these episodes on a regular basis because we do them with you in mind. Our hope is, and we try to keep them pretty short, 30 minutes or less is normally the goal. Sometimes we mm-hmm. go over, sometimes we go under. Um, but our hope is that you're listening to this on your way to the sidewalk. Maybe you're uh, you're serving once a week or twice a week or something like that. Um, we hope that you have enough time to listen to these on the way, maybe half on the way there, half on the way back, or maybe if you have a long commute. You can yeah. listen to two episodes, yeah. but any, either way, we want you to listen and be encouraged by them. And so we're going to jump into this episode. We're going to leave our email addresses at the end of this episode, like we always do, just so you can reach out if you have questions or comments, encouragements you want to offer to us. But this um, subject, uh, our title to the article is Examining Our Identity in Christ to Save Babies. And this was your brainchild, Vicki, mm-hmm. so I'll let you introduce what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, well, you, you may all have heard the saying that you should live your life um, in the way that whatever is written on your tombstone will be something you'll be glad for. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I think in essence what that is saying is, who do you want to be? Yeah. Who do you want to be? And if you are truthfully asking yourself that question, hopefully you are honestly then living your life each day seeking to fulfill right. that. And and I, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, you know, this is actually um, something I do ask 
quite often when I'm ministering um, at the abortion center, is I want to develop some conflict between a woman's perception of who she is as she's walking in to kill her own child. Yeah. And who she wants to be. Okay. And yeah. I think if you can help them to grapple with that, most women, I think most human beings would admit, I don't want to be a murderer of an unborn child. Yeah. yeah. I do want to be someone who honors and acts righteously, if if you know God, certainly that honors and 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 magnifies the Lord. Yeah. And if you don't know God, at least someone who is doing what's right. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I've said, I've said this on the microphone, I've said this face to face with women that I'm ministering to and men that I'm ministering to is and, and I think this is in line with what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but um I'll say something to the effect of when you were a little girl, did you ever imagine that you would grow up, get pregnant outside of marriage and be involved in taking the life of your own child? Exactly. You know, yes. when you were a little girl playing with dolls and playing house or whatever, you imagine that you would grow up and marry a man that loved you, that loved his children and that would protect you and protect his children. You didn't dream of growing up and, and taking the life of your child. So what happened? Uh, well, obviously what happened is you did what the Bible says, uh, you you turned to sin and sin brought destruction because mm-hmm. the scripture says that it says in, in, in James, let no one say when he is tempted, he's tempted by God for each one is drawn away by his own lust. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when fu- sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. And that's progression of sin. And it kind of like there's an analogy there of conception and birth and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the scripture I actually go to. You follow that progression of sin. And I'm not saying that in an accusatory way. I'm saying as graciously as I can, but showing right. them, because that's that's true for me. Yeah, It's true for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We all fall short. We've all sinned and mm-hmm. fallen short of the glory of God. And that progression of sin has taken place in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Not all of us go into doing something as extreme as abortion or, you know, whatever other extreme behaviors, but um, that's that's the progression. And so that yeah. is the disconnect between what you know you ought to be yeah. and what you currently are. Yeah. And another variation of that same question and that same kind of uh, thought process, I, this happened just today. I, again, I use this all the time um, where I, I was counseling a woman on our mobile ultrasound unit um, and she has... Uh, another child besides the unborn child. And I said, as you picture what that child will grow up to be, who do you want that child to be? Yeah. And I'll say, do you want that child to be someone who has sex outside of marriage? Do you want that child to be someone who goes to an abortion center when they face an unplanned pregnancy? And even the people who are still actively abortion-minded say no. Right. That That's not what they want. Yeah. So... um so anyway, uh, look, as I was thinking through this, I think the, what we have just shared is kind of the crux of, of this article. Yeah. Um, but I think the first thing that uh, we want the women to examine is who are they? Yeah. Who are you? And I think there's two answers to that, the way people answer that question. One is about their roles. Okay. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a sidewalk outreach team member. Right. Um, for they may whatever they may say it it usually reflects a role um and that's only part of the answer of who am i yeah so would it be like for example i'm a i'm a mother i'm a wife sure i'm yeah. a 
waitress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah, it's often like our jobs. It it can be um, our relationship. We're a wife or a mother. Um, yeah. Oftentimes, especially if you ask a man, who are you? Well, I'm, um, you know, I work at whatever, yeah. whatever he does for his employment. Um, and I do think as as people are answering that in this first section about what their roles is, exactly what you said, it's really important to have them say, I'm a mother. Yeah. Now, they don't often answer that about an unborn child. Right. And in fact, when do we first celebrate Mother's Day? Usually after the child's born. Right. But do many people celebrate Mother's Day as a mother while they're still pregnant? My experience has been most people don't. Yeah. Um, maybe more in our circle of friends they sure. do. <laughs> yeah. But um, but outside of a, someone actively involved in pro-life ministry, they don't tend to think of themselves as a mother until they see that child. And I think we have to reframe that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's you know kind of as we give guidance to the three talking points and mm-hmm. calling out, you know, when you're calling out to people going in the abortion center, engaging one on one, our guidance is let them know that they're a mother. Yeah. You're already a mother. Refer to their child as their son or daughter. Of course, yeah. the, the implication is that you carry your son or daughter in your womb is yeah. that they're a mother. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, shattering kind of the idea that the, the roles that they've established in their mind with the truth, right? Mm-hmm. People have roles and, and, and however they distinguish themselves in their own minds, but oftentimes that's not in line with the word of God. So by, to your point, right there, they don't think they're a mother until they hold that baby in their hands. Right. Well, yeah. biblically, you're already a mother. You're right. already a parent. Yeah. You're already a father. You're already the, the father of that son or daughter that your wife, or your girlfriend carries inside of her womb. Yeah. Uh, what I have found is the, the mothers aren't as shocked response when I say, well, you are a mother right now. Yeah. Or even a father, if I'd say to the dad, are you the father of the baby? But I do see sometimes a visible like shock reaction from people when I say, are you the grandmother yeah. of the child okay. that's going to die? Are you the uncle of the child's about to die? When you add that personal relationship that maybe they're not thinking about, it is effective. Yeah. It's an effective word um, and thought to bring into their heart. Yeah. So um, so examining who am I for helping the woman to examine or the man or whoever to examine who am I in terms of their role and then next examining who am I in terms of their core being. Okay. That's a little bit more abstract. Okay. But um, for You'll one thing. You'll have to break thing, it down for me because yeah, I'll break it down for down. you. So, <laughs> so this is, I think, a more basic and critical question. And I think it always ends up pointing us ultimately to God. Okay. But um, uh, some people have never really thought about that. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe. We'll find <laughs> I think out. I think you have. But um, the I think I think it is a life-altering question to okay. answer properly. So who am I in my core being? Number one, I'm human. I'm yep. a human being. And um, number two. I'm created in the image of God. Yeah. I am an image bearer of the creator of the entire universe and beyond. Yeah. Um, Valued and loved by him from the moment of conception. That is such an important part of every human identity. Yeah. That many people in the midst of crisis and despair forget. Yeah. Yeah. A woman I counseled just a couple nights ago, I basically asked this question, and she said uh, ba- her 
answer boiled down to, I'm someone that God has abandoned. Wow. Well, that's not... She abandoned God, first of all. She was in rebellion against God. But it was such a sad way of looking at who you are at your core. Right. You're a human being created by God in his holy image. And I think helping people to recognize that is so important because when we look at that royal position that we have, I think sometimes it makes us act more like royalty before the Lord. Yeah, Yeah. I could see that. So um, if, secondly, we're created to bring glory to God. The woman today that I counseled said, I just don't know my purpose in yeah. life. Wow. And I, and I said, it's well. a perfect setup, right? Yeah. And I, I said, well, you know, you will have a specific purpose that I was probably 40 before I knew what that was fully. But um, yeah, I, I do feel like I know it now. But there's a general purpose. The Bible tells us the general purpose of every human being is to glorify God. Yeah. And then to expand that question with, what does that mean? Yeah. To yeah. glorify God. What does yeah, that look I, like? I, I like this as far as examining um, their identity. Yeah. I mean, first, I, I'm, I hadn't read the whole article, so maybe we get <laughs> into this. But you never do. And somehow you always manage to speak so intelligently about <laughs> I do it. Read them. It is a skill. <laughs> I, I do read them. Uh, okay. Most of the time, I just kind of glance over right. them. But. Um, yeah, you you find me often saying, "You can't give what you don't have." Right. Yeah. And so we're trying to communicate to these women, to these men, um, you know, their roles and the things that they're important, but that's not really the crux of the issue. Right. The core of your being, who you are, yeah. is you're a human being made in the image of God. It's yeah. so important, so valuable. But you can't communicate to them these things, these truths, unless you yourself know them. Excellent point. And so as a believer in Jesus, this is why we must be in the Word. Yeah. This is why we must be in fellowship with God, because the devil in our flesh is constantly fighting against the truth, the truth that we're made in the image of God. And our minds can gravitate toward this, this I don't know, devaluing of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... My encouragement, my charge to you guys, yes, we need to reiterate this to the moms. We need to remind them of who they are and who they can be if they'll trust in Jesus. But we need to remind ourselves as well on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, great, great stuff. And and then thirdly, if we have submitted our lives to Jesus, we are Christ followers. Yeah. And we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and he will help us to fulfill whatever we are called to do in the kingdom of the Lord, in yeah. the kingdom of God. And if they, if most of the women do say they believe in the Lord here in Charlotte that we encounter, that may not be true without the, uh, throughout the nation, but if you can reiterate who they are in, in the Lord and that that Holy Spirit presence is within them, if they have claimed him as, as their Lord and Savior, again, I think they sit a little taller and they begin to recognize that there is a power within them that they have never tapped, yeah. especially if they're in rebellion and disobedience to right. him. Yeah. So so that is um those are two critical 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 things in in helping a person to examine their identity. There's this whole transgender movement. I think this is a very appropriate line of questioning sure. to to go in um 
with the many people that we're seeing streaming into uh, Planned Parenthood, for sure, um, with gender confusion. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I've said often, and I'm th not the only one that has said this, but yeah. that whole transgender garbage. Yeah. The questioning of the very core of who you are. Yeah. I mean, that's really what that is. Yes. Um, is an assault on the image of God, mm -hmm. just like abortion. Mm -hmm. And of course, you see it manifest itself physically now, too, right? It's not just um, confusion over someone's kind of core identity, who they are. But now children are being physically mutilated. I just heard a story. My pastor actually touched on this last night uh, in, a, in a message um, and was talking about a young girl, 13 years old. She's, I just saw that report. Yeah. yeah. Suing uh, uh, some, Double mastectomy at age 13. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, oh, what I'm talking about. Since horrific. She's suing a hospital or a doctor or something over that. Yeah. And, and they started giving her these hormones and started like, Planting the seeds that she needs to have a double mastectomy. I mean, essentially, she's having her body maimed at 12 years old is when they started this. Yeah. 13 years old, they they carried through the surgery. Those people are criminal. That is they criminal are. behavior. It is child abuse. Yeah. It and, is, it's, and it's satanic. It right? is. Just like abortion and the deception that comes to these women to have abortions and just like the industries that surround these things, it's it's shrouded in darkness, wickedness. Yeah. And an all-out assault on the image of God. Absolutely. And I think we can look at abortion in that exact same light. Abortion is a perversion and distortion of the image of God. God yeah. is not one to kill innocent, vulnerable people who cannot defend themselves. He is the creator of life, and He came to Jesus came to give us abundant life. Yeah. So abortion is, again, a, an assault on who we are at our core— we are people made in the image of God. We do not kill innocent babies. Yeah. Um, so um, those are. I. Th I think this is such an effective line of questioning. I. I've rarely seen someone that I follow this this line of questioning with who doesn't think. It makes them right. think. And sometimes that's the best we can do is plant those seeds and make them think about it. But where you want to go with it then is the final critical question, who do you want yeah. to be? Yeah. And so, where so, is that disconnect? So asking the questions of kind of like the role questions, like who are you mm -hmm. as far as roles and you're a mother and like reiterating the truth yeah. of that at the core of your being, like who are mm -hmm. you? You're a human being made in the image of God, but right now, because this is a truth that we need to share, you're not walking in in what God has called you to, yeah. and many of these women will acknowledge that, like you talked yep, about. they do. Um, but who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And we're not dangling a carrot on the end of a stick and, and putting something out there that's not attainable, right? If you want to be, in this context, a good mother— mm -hmm. Right. If you want to be a person that understands their identity and walks in confidence in their identity, that's possible through what Jesus Christ did. If you yeah. put your trust in him. So we're not mm -hmm. saying this is an unattainable thing. Yeah. You can become a good mother. And I'll say this. You've heard me say this, too, with the dads, with the moms. You can be a good mother. Yeah. You can be a good father. You can yeah. be a person who's confident in who you are. If you will put your trust in Jesus, right? there is grace available. The grace of God is the power, the empowerment of God to help us to do what we cannot mm -hmm. otherwise do apart from that power. Mm -hmm. And the grace of God is available to all of those that would put their trust in Jesus. Yep. Uh, James chapter four says it like this. 
God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. So the grace of God is available. How do you obtain it? Humility. Mm -hmm. Just acknowledging your need. Mm -hmm. I don't have it. I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good father. And this is what I encourage you guys as you're counseling people on the sidewalk or you're using a microphone and you're calling out. There is an appropriate time to say the grace of God is available to you if you would turn from your sin and put your trust in him. Just acknowledge your need. I'm not a good mother. I'm not a good father, but I want to be. That's the beginning of really unlocking that door to God's grace. It's just humility. Yeah. Yeah. My, My pastor says often, I really love this, that there is one question that God always, always answers, or there's one prayer that God always answers, always hears, um, and that is help. Yeah. Help. The simple word, help. I need help. It is yeah. a prayer of of absolute, I cannot do right. this. Yeah. So it is of absolute humility. I absolutely cannot do this without yeah. your help. Yeah. And by that same token, there's one attitude that God will not respond positively to. Yeah. And it's basically, I got this. Yep. And you've heard that, right? Yep. You've heard that yep. to women from women walking into the mm-hmm. clinic or men like, I don't need your help. I got this. Yep. And they're saying that to you, but yep. essentially they're saying it, they got it figured mm-hmm. out. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. And I will always yeah. counter that. Honey, you're not. Yeah. You're, <laughs> That's you're right. not fine. You're not good. You're about to walk in and kill your child. That is not fine or yeah. good. And, yeah. and that response oftentimes is the springboard that I use uh, to mention what I talked about earlier. Yep. You're, you're fine. You've got this. Did you ever imagine when you were a little girl that you would mm. end up at a place like this? Mm. And I'm not saying that as an accusation. I'm saying that as a statement of truth. Did you ever imagine that you would end up at a place where you're about to take the life of your child? Yeah. You're not fine. You don't have it. Right. And again, God resists the proud. So if you're going to shake your fist at heaven in pride and say, I got this figured out, God's grace is not going to come to your situation. Yeah. But if you'll humble yourself, the grace of God is there. Yeah. And that's that's true for us as well. It is. Like yeah. as believers in Jesus, we can get to a place where, you know, I talked about being in the word, getting getting grounded in our identity and staying grounded in our identity. We can get to a place where, you know, we're so seasoned in the Lord. We've been walking with the Lord for so long that, you know, we don't need to be consistently in the scripture. We don't need to be consistently around other brothers and sisters that are helping build us up because we got it figured out. Yeah. And that can be a place of self-righteousness and yeah. pride that God resists. And so that's why we need to continually keep our hearts soft before the Lord. Again, you can't give what you don't have. These women, these men need an understanding of where they're at and where God wants to take them. And we need to know where we're at and where God has taken us from and where we're going so yeah. that we can give them directions as well. Amen. I, I was counseling someone recently, and I don't remember the specifics, except it was a man. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was a father waiting on our property. He was waiting for um, uh, a woman to come out of the abortion center. And he was so open and so um, receptive to the gospel. And I shared the gospel and he and I said, is this something you've ever done? No. Is it something you want to do? Yes. So there's nothing stopping you. You can, yeah. you can submit your life at this very moment to Jesus. And he said, um, I will, but not yet. And I said, what's holding you back? And he said, I know I'm going to sin. I know yeah. I'm going to sin again. And I said, yeah, you will. You probably will, but you won't want to, and the Holy Spirit will enter you and help you. Ultimately, he did not submit yeah. his life right then and there to the Lord. I don't know if he ever did. I hope I hope he did. But um, but one of the things that um, 
that I think happens is that becomes an excuse for us to just go on in our prideful way, you know, saying, well, I know I'm going to fail, so I'm going to keep failing. I'm going to keep rebelling against God. Um, One of the verses that came to my mind was that the verse, and I, I didn't write down the reference, maybe you'll know where it's from, but be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. And, oh, it's, sorry, it is Matthew 518. I did write it down. And, I, I looked that up, the word perfect, because I'm not perfect. Yeah. I'm more perfect than I probably was 30 I mean, years close. ago. You're close. You're close. <laughs> I'm getting closer. <laughs> but the word is tele, tel, teleios. See? Which I mean, is... there's some of your imperfection coming out because you don't know Greek. But... <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correct, but it's spelled teleios, which is the Greek word that's used in that passage for perfect, and it means to be all we can be, mature, lacking nothing necessary to completeness. In other words, it's a journey. It's a process. Right. That, But we can be. We can be on that journey. We can't be on the journey as long as we're in rebellion. Yeah. But at the moment that we submit our lives to the Lord, that process of being made perfect in Him begins. Yeah. So um so anyway the you know the hopeful result is that these women will um will the these questions will bring them to a greater understanding of that disconnect between who they are and who they want to be and who they should be in the Lord. Yeah. And hopefully bring them to a decision for life. That that is that's where that line of questioning can go, but I think it's a, a useful tool for those yeah. of us out on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope that you'll take advantage of this article. You can go to sidewalks and number four life.com and go under equipping articles and the articles that are the framework for all of our episodes or most of our episodes um, sit right there on that website. You can also take advantage of our podcast website where all of our other episodes um, are, and you can search those episodes by keywords and things like that. You can go to gospelcenteredprolife.com for that. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. If you have questions or comments, encouragements, suggestions for other episodes, we'd love to hear from you. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life Nothing's too precious since I met you